We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. We do have the A-Team back at CBS Sports Radio, New York City, Horowitz and Graceffo. McCarthy will have another update here in about 26 minutes. Also, he'll join us uh, before his last update on this show. And he follows baseball. The Mets are front and center and a lot of wheeling and dealing being talked about. Also, the Blue Jays and starting pitching uh, before the trade deadline. So McCarthy knows baseball. Uh, We'll bring him by. Uh, We're also talking about the NFL. Training camps are here. I'm ready for football right now, not just preseason, regular season. We've thrown out two huge questions of the night. First one, I say start the NFL mid-August. There's no good reason to say no. There, There isn't. I don't care if you're a player, if you're an owner, if you're a fan, if you're in the media. There is no reason. You can answer that. And then also the most overrated team, because everybody's Looking at predictions and CBSSports.com and USA Today and Sports Illustrated and everywhere I turn, there's predictions. Who do you think is the most overrated NFL team right now that will have a disappointed or disappointing season? And who's the most underrated? Who could be making a deep playoff push and nobody has that team on the radar or the conversation? is slim and none about this NFL team. They can answer both questions at 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-2124-227. Also, you can tweet us at Saturday Huge on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Just search Saturday Night Huge Show. A lot of comments rolling in on the most underrated I don't know. Browns overrated. Cowboys overrated. You know, if you ask me, uh, Vikings, uh, you know, Cousins making $30 million, I, I don't think the Bears would be on the underrated. Moore would have them on the overrated. Packers, Aaron Rodgers stays healthy. Uh, that guy has shown he can just take a team wherever he wants to take them. You know, Eagles, I, are they underrated? I Maybe Niners with Jimmy G. I'm not on the Bengals bandwagon. A lot of people are. You know, Texans a little underrated. Did they stay healthy? That's an interesting question. You know, Bills off the radar. That was a that was a good defensive unit at the end of the year, and Allen can run and the dude's got a cannon. They're an interesting team to watch. Raiders, I you know, it's Gruden. They had a million draft picks. They still have a quarterback who's solid. They got Brown. But I think, you know, they're on hard knocks. A lot of people are talking about them. So you can answer those questions at 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. ton of tweets. Also coming in on tonight's topic, uh, Ian is listening in Brooks, Alberta. He says August NFL would be great. Uh, Mike near Jacksonville, Florida, actually in St. John's, 
Florida tweets out Saturday Huge. Those 9 a.m. games are actually pretty cool being a Jaguars fan. We have one every year. You can get up early, put the breakfast casserole in the oven. They made the night before, mix some mimosas and Bloody Marys, nap it off, and then watch later games. A link up podcast. Tweets at Saturday Huge, underrated Cowboys, overrated Browns, and I'm a huge OBJ fan and Baker fan, but I think egos is what's going to hurt the Browns. So you can comment at Saturday Huge on Twitter. Let's get back out to the audience. Tony in Buffalo here on CBS Sports Radio. Bill, love the show, love the show. Thank you. I believe in rewarding owners who invest in their teams. So what makes the NFL number one in ratings is that we have 16 games and then we determine a winner from there. So I believe in keeping it at 16 games. And if they want more revenue, we add one more team to the playoffs such that the only team that gets a buy each season is the number one team. So two would play seven, three would play six, four would play five, and each division to determine who goes to the Super Bowl. And in Buffalo, where you're at right now, what, what, are, what would be the majority consensus on expectations for the Bills this year? Because they could be one of those underrated uh, teams with a quarterback, with that defense. Uh, what are fans thinking is a realistic win number for the Bills? Uh, the fans are looking at 12 games. 12 wins? Yeah, 12 wins. Wow. All right. Well, thank you for the call uh, in Buffalo. 12 wins. Now, I mentioned that the Madden 20 CBSSports.com simulation of the entire season had the Bills winning the AFC East at 9-7, and seven, had the Patriots at 7-9. and nine. Horror, would you follow the AFC East? You're in New York. You know about the Jets, even though you're a Giants fan. Could the Bills be that underrated team nobody's talking about? Not a 12-win team. <laughs> no, I'm not saying 12. Oh, but could, God. Could they, could they be the, the most underrated team in the NFL right now? The most underrated? Um, there, I, I could see them being it. Um, there's other teams, and, and when it comes to the Bills, I mean, prove it to me before I, I, I anoint you as the most underrated team. That's kind of my feeling. Josh Allen needs to take a huge step, um, and obviously they need other contributions, and you, you play the Pats twice a year too. You know, you're looking at underrated teams that nobody's talking about that could be that surprise team at the end of the year. I, I lean towards Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, maybe Matt Ryan and the Falcons, not for their his career, but maybe underrated right now, possibly. I could see that. I mean, yeah. that's a, that division is is chock full of talent, though. Minus, of course, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and maybe a full season of Jimmy G in San Francisco. It's another one. I'll believe it when I see it. Right. I just like the Browns. You know, think about the teams that. People are talking about Cowboys going twelve and four, Browns winning, you know, double digit games, 10, 11, 12, 13 games. I just I 
man, I, are you going to tell me that Baker Mayfield and uh, Dak Prescott are going to supplant Breeze and Mahomes and Brady and Aaron Rodgers? I, I'm, I'm not buying that yet. I, again, I'm not holding on to yesteryear, but you know, how, how do you write off the Chiefs? Yeah, they took a hit on defense, but gosh, you know, and they got if they didn't have Hill. Then I'd put them in that nine and seven category. Mahomes has to carry him. I just and how can you? How many times? Well, Graceffo has rode off Brady three hundred and seventeen times in the last five years. <laughs> He's got a voodoo doll, Bill. He's shown me it doesn't uh, I think, work. Like I the think voodoo the doll, time, the Giants receivers, that one works. I think the last time we had a Patriots conversation was the night before the Chargers playoff game, and you said, this is finally the end. This is the end of the dynasty. <laughs> well, I was praying that it was the end. I was clearly wrong. You were like, this is the end of the dynasty. All right, so, Graceffo, our question, we're asking the audience. Most overrated NFL team right now and the most underrated as camps begin. Overrated is Cleveland. I don't care what anybody says. You have a group of full of personalities with a first-year head coach and with a quarterback who thinks he can say whatever he wants and no one's going to rein him in. This is going to be a rude awakening for them in a division with Pittsburgh and Baltimore, who they never, ever beat. And an underrated team? Uh, an underrated team is harder to come by, I would think. Um, I would I would lean toward Minnesota. I think a lot of people are not talking about the Vikings after the bad year. I think Kirk Cousins gets a chance to, you know, be with the offensive coordinator that turned them around a little bit toward the end of last year for a full season, and he gets to be around everybody for a full year. He doesn't have the contract weighing on him uh, this year instead of last year. And you know what? That division, the Bears don't really scare me, and the Packers don't really scare me either. They have a lot to prove, too, with a first-year head coach. Yeah, it would be, you know, Vikings would would be underrated for – and I mean, the team is a play away a couple of years ago from, you know, going to a Super Bowl. But you know, I, I don't a lot, lot of people in Michigan. But wherever you're from, you think your team. It's kind of like baseball spring training. Oh, this is going to be the year we're going to come back. Everyone's singing the Lions and with what they've done, and they just picked up Daniels, who was released by the Packers. That their defensive line is one of the best in the NFL, and they Stafford's going into year eleven, and they've. Picked up, you know, Amendola, Curse, you know, Galladay, Marvin Jones, and they drafted T.J. Hawkinson. They got Jesse James. They have a lot of weapons. I, I don't see it. I guess, you know, it's kind of what Horowitz just said. Prove it to me. You know, talk to me uh, a month in when four regular season games are in the standings. And I get the optimism with the Lions. You, you mentioned why, but, I mean, look at that division. You got to go through Rodgers. You got to go through the Bears. You got to go through James's Vikings, and I agree with this point. Keep in mind they have no expectations, whereas last year they were kind of a Super Bowl Cinderella, much like the Chargers are this year, who I would consider overrated. That's a team that needs to prove it to me. Philip Rivers has never, ever, ever gotten over the Schneid, no matter how much talent he's at around him. And yet everyone this year, oh, this is the Chargers' year. This is the Chargers' year. At they're the Cinderella, you know, Super Bowl story outside the Browns. I'll pass. You also have to look at schedules. Uh, you really do uh, on how it lines up and, you know, where everything is sitting for you. And, 
The Lions not only in that division with Rodgers, the Bears defense, and you mix in Cousins and the Vikings defense, but they open up with this schedule at Arizona. Kyler Murray, we'll see what he does. Could be the fastest quarterback ever coming into the NFL. And Kingsbury with his air raid offense now in the NFL. They get the Chargers for their home opener on September 15th at Philly. Then the Chiefs at home at Green Bay, Minnesota at home. This is the Lions schedule. Giants at home at Oakland at Chicago. Dallas at home at Washington. Chicago at home at Minnesota. Tampa Bay at home at Denver and wrap up with Green Bay in their finale. That is a tough schedule. I mean, I you know, nine and seven, ten and six at best, six and ten, five and eleven low side. It's all about Matt Stafford. Can he be a pro bowler? And I know the guy they were who was talking was it Ken Carman earlier on CBS Sports Radio that well his numbers could equate to over sixty thousand yards when he's done. But if he doesn't have any quality wins or playoff victories, he was mentioning he'll have Hall of Fame numbers. No. Man, Hall of Fame isn't just stats. I get we're enamored with analytics and numbers. To me, it's about quality wins and what did you, you know, Aaron Rodgers can put a team on his back. I think Mahomes is beginning that journey. Drew Brees can. You know, Cousins, the question about the Vikings is still Kirk Cousins. You know, making the 30 million bucks a year. You know, the great quarterbacks aren't defined by fastest to 30,000 like Matt Stafford. Because the same people who will talk about his fastest to 30,000 or potential to have 67,000 yards passing are the same people then that said, well, he hasn't had a lot around him. Well, if he hasn't had a lot around him, then how did he get that yardage without producing quality wins? Oh, he had Calvin Johnson for a while. Had Golden Tate. When you're down big and you're chasing points, a lot of it is soft coverage. He's a talented athlete. He's gone through hell off the field. He's tough as nails. But to me, I judge a quarterback by what they do, not only in the playoffs, but what they do when it hits the fan or injuries ravage the team. That's how I judge a great quarterback, college and pro. You want to join in? 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-2124-227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Huge is America's voice on sports. This is the Saturday Night Huge Show on CBS Sports Radio. Horowitz and Graceffo are back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. Pete McCarthy uh, is getting ready for the update. Also, Pete uh, handles a lot of baseball insider information in the New York area for CBS and also working with uh, the Mets. Uh, trade deadline is coming up, so uh, we don't have a lot of fireworks right now, Pete. Uh, what do you think is going to happen uh, with the Mets moving people, the Yankees acquiring? Could they cut a deal? Could they work together? 
Uh, what about the rest of the baseball landscape before the trade deadline? Yeah, I can't see the Mets and Yankees getting together. They haven't gotten together in a significant deal in basically decades now. But what I'm fascinated about at this trading deadline is the starting pitcher market. Because we all thought, right, like Madison Bumgarner is going to be the best guy available, the great postseason pedigree. Well, the Giants are in this race, so maybe they hold on to Bumgarner. Did the Diamondbacks sell Robbie Ray? And then, you know, the Mets are obviously intriguing in all of this because I think Noah Syndergaard is as exciting as any pitcher to be available, not just for this season, but you have club control of him for another two years beyond this year. So if the Mets moved Syndergaard, well, that's a game changer for a bunch of teams. And uh, he would go right to the top of the rotation with a, a team like the Yankees if somehow, some way that did happen. But I mean, even look at Atlanta, a number of teams around baseball, what the Astros might be able to do if they landed Syndergaard with his stuff. They've had a lot of success playing guys up like Garrett Cole, who became a, a much better pitcher when they got him from Pittsburgh. You know, I'm thinking that and when you look, you talk about the D-backs and you talked about Bumgarner and the Giants and Syndergaard. I don't see why the Mets would do that, but, you know, who knows? You need some star power in New York. I'm, I'm feeling that this trade deadline, because of so many teams alive, I was looking at the wild card standings earlier today for the American and National League, and you look at how deep the contenders and the top teams are right now, I think this might be one of the quieter trading deadlines we've seen in a long time. Well, you're right. There are 18 teams that are within five games of a playoff spot right right now. So, you know, there's a lot of teams that might consider themselves, hey, we're in it, but only 10 teams ultimately are going to make the playoffs unless you get into wild tiebreakers and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think for some teams, like, say, Arizona, they're right in the mix. There's a couple of games out, but they might look at it and say, you know what? We're not going to win the division. The Dodgers have run away with the NL West. And what's the reward? We go to the wild card game, and it's one shot to try to win a game and get into the division series. And you can end up going home in a nanosecond. And that's if you beat out the other six, seven teams around the National League fighting for that spot. So I think there'll be some intriguing decisions around the league. The other thing that's going to be fascinating is a little different spin on the trade deadline this year in baseball because – In years past, we've had some big names move in August with the waiver deals. Justin Verlander went to Houston a couple of years ago and really cemented a world championship for the Astros. Well, this year, the trade deadline is firm. So there's not going to be all those waiver deals and all that maneuvering after July 31st. You know, let's say you're the Yankees. You need a starting pitcher. You better get that guy by the end of this month. You're not going to be able to swing something later. Yeah, Bumgarner does move. Uh, Stroman might be the the lock, the guy that's going to move mm-hmm. uh, from Toronto, and I think there'll be a lot of people lining up to get him. Uh, Granky will will the D backs ripcord and say we're out of it. And like you said, the Syndergaard thing, I just I've never hmm. I never understood that. That's Why? what the Mets do. They make us all just scratch our head. You know, the, there was a report today with Ken Rosenthal that the Mets could move Syndergaard to say San Diego. And then use some pieces from the Padres to land Marcus Stroman from the Blue Jays. And you're like, what kind of math is that? What is what? <laughs> why would you do that? I don't know. I don't. But know. they're the Mets. You know, like the Mets are just waving the flag to the Yankees and saying, you know what? We're the Triple A team. You're the Major League team in the Big Apple. Well, the Mets got to figure something out, right? I mean, this is a team that was in the World Series in 2015. Mm. They've developed some young players over the years, but. They've stunk this year. They weren't any good last year. And 
And they had a brutal offseason. Brody Van Wagen in the Robinson Cano deal looks like an absolute disaster. Edwin Diaz hasn't been any better on the other end of that deal. The Mets got to figure out, can they be a contender as soon as next year? Or should they be looking a couple of years ahead? Now, you know, moving Syndergaard, bringing in Stroman, I don't think it solves any of their real problems there unless they get a franchise center fielder. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems, you know, the Mets are in the, the middle of all this stuff. And, again, if Syndergaard moves, that's as good as you're going to do potentially at this deadline. Yeah, if the Astros, knowing what they may face in the Dodgers, uh, they may give up a lot to the Mets uh, to get Syndergaard down in South Texas. But I guess if it's Mets or Jets right now and you're in New York City, <laughs> anything that, you know, just take the first letter away there, Pete. It doesn't matter. Mets hey, or hey, Jets. Hey, Sam Darnold, baby. It's a whole new world for Hey, the Jets. but in Boston, Mookie Betts. Betts, Mets, Jets. I'll go with Betts. Oh, my Lord. Probably, I, the, the probably agree with the, you there. Well, the Astros, though. It'll, again, will they will they move on him? You got Stroman. We'll see. Uh, but I, I still think it will be quiet uh, beyond uh, those four names. Uh, thank you so much, Pete. And Pete, do you do a podcast or something? Yeah, you know, I, I do a couple of Mets podcasts uh, that are that are out there. And you can follow me on, on Twitter at the PD Mac and, and see some of the other stuff I do. Okay, you, uh, do you do them for the Mets or do you do them just for? Like podcasting on your own. They're for other media entities. No, other media entities. So go <laughs> find out. Find out what's your what's your Twitter handle again? At the PD Mac. At at the PD Mac. Yeah. That would be P E T Y. That's correct. At, at the PD Mac. Yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure because Grisuffo had the same Twitter handle. The same one. Yeah, at the PDG. Oh, I, I thought maybe he's trying to, you know, make one of those parody Twitter accounts, you know? That, that's yeah, when you know you made yeah. it in this biz, Bill, when you the fake Twitter accounts I start know, popping up. I know. They call him the CBS burner. That's what they call him. <laughs> and trying is a key word when it comes to Graceffo. That is his motto. I think he has T-shirts that just say, I'm trying, when he's hanging out at three sheets or off the wagon. Trying when, and failing. Trying and failing. <laughs> Get it right. And leading off for the Mets is trying. Batting second will be failing. <laughs> All right, Pete. Thank you so much. Uh, at the PD Mac, uh, check them out. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Bill Huge Simonson. Graceffo and Horowitz are back at CBS Sports Radio, New York City. Final segment together. Uh, we do have our huge questions of the night as training camps are underway and we're all talking football. Most overrated team at this hour in the NFL, the most underrated team. And who agrees with me that the NFL should start in mid-August? Take advantage of, let's say, two weeks before college football where they own it because they do own football. You can join us in the final 15 minutes at 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-2124-227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Let's go to Zach in Eugene, Oregon. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hi, thanks for having me. How you doing, Zach? I'm doing well. Just enjoying my evening. What's on your mind? So, um, well, my overrated is the Cleveland Browns. I think there's way too much ego on that team, and they're way too young to make anything special happen. And then my underrated is the Green Bay Packers. 
I think Aaron Rodgers has heard everything, and I think he's going to prove that he's still the best quarterback in the league right now. And I don't think the Bears' defense is going to be as good as they were last year. And then I don't believe football should start any earlier. I think professional football is way too tough. And to start at mid, mid-August, I think it's going to be way too hot, and it's going to cause some heat stroke or something worse. And I don't want that in football. All right, well, they are playing the preseason games in August. And, Zach, I appreciate your call out in Eugene, Oregon, home of the Ducks. Let's go to Stephen in Cleveland, Ohio, listening to 92.3 FM. You're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Morning, Bill, technically. Um, uh, first, I wanted to say I really appreciate your show. I don't want to dwell too much on that, but I enjoy hearing these stories you've brought up in the past, like the story you had with playing ball with Jordan. I thought that was an awesome story you shared you weeks ago, months ago, whatever that was. Thank you, and I appreciate you as a show host. Um, two things I want to bring up. Um, underrated and overrated football teams. Um, underrated, I don't hear a lot of this, but I am also in Cleveland, so I have that Cleveland-biased perspective. Um, I think the Texans are potentially underrated. I do not. I do not hear any talk about them being world beaters this year, and that they're you know the team to beat in their division necessarily. Um, I think they have a lot of talent to be respected. Um, I think you know why not this year be another year for them to make a step up. I think the Texans could be the underrated team. As far as the overrated team, I will extend an olive branch and say it is the Browns for anyone that says 12 wins or anyone that says like a Super Bowl. However. You know, in comparison to where the team has been two years ago, I do not think the reaction from Cleveland has been uh, overrated. I mean, we're potentially going to be an 8-11 to win team, probably somewhere 9-10 to if it's a good season. So I don't think that's an overreaction. If you think, you know, another other heads think 12 wins are Super Bowl, yes, I agree, overreaction, overrated. Uh, But I think they're going to be there with the Steelers and the Ravens. I think the Steelers and Ravens have the worst they've been in years. So I think we're looking at like a 10-win Browns team that's going to make at least a first playoff game. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I'm thinking 10, you know, 10 and 6, 11 and 5 is my number. And thank you, Stephen. Yeah, and, and yeah. I appreciate the kind words uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. I want to grab everybody we can here at the end. But I, I think the Browns going 10 and 6 and winning a playoff game is a great start to the Baker Mayfield era. This talk that they can win the Super Bowl, Wow. But give me four games. That's usually my model. Give me four regular season games. There'll be at least one road game, if not two. And you can judge because I think you have to win on the road. So let's say you're the Browns and you get eight home games and you have to go seven and one. So four and four on the road is 11 and five. Five and three on the road is 12 and four. And then you're in that conversation for home field advantage because if the Browns would get home field advantage in January on the shores of Lake Erie with the dog pound with the fever pitch for this team, that would be a huge advantage. You want to join in one 855 cbs That's one 855 Let's go to Dean in Chicago, listening on AM670, The Score, your radio home for the Chicago Cubs in the Windy City. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, Bill. How you doing? Doing good, Dino. I really enjoy the show. Uh, as far as my most overrated team, I have to go along with the Browns. 
And it hurts me to say that I was born on the west side of Cleveland, been a Browns fan all my life. And uh, I think it was Horowitz that said something about the egos. And as far as I'm concerned, I was really disappointed when they drafted Baker Mayfield. Because after Johnny Manziel, I think he is probably the most arrogant jerk ever to try to play in the NFL. I don't have a problem with Kareem or uh, Odell simply because, yeah, they got egos, but they've also done something to have an ego. They've actually played in the NFL and proven that they can do something. As far as underrated, based on what I've been hearing the last few days, uh, I have to go with the Bears. Everybody seems to be saying that Derbisky cannot take them to the next level. I've heard criticism of Nagy as the coach, and everybody telling me their defense isn't going to be that good this year. Uh, so I'm going to hang up. I just want to hear your thoughts on that, sir. Yeah, thanks for the great call uh, from Chicago. Now, I don't, you don't, was it the Bears getting too conservative on offense? They wanted to win so bad against the Eagles. Man, if you think about it, hmm. You know, Bears win that game. Do they get to the Super Bowl with that defense? Hi, Trubisky. Hi. You have to let them run, and you have to keep the defense guessing. And and the Bears played like they had nothing to lose until they got to the playoffs last year. I just, you know, do what got you there. And we see a lot of coaches change. I mean, speaking of Chicago, you watch Madden how tight he was in that game seven against the Indians. If they don't get the rain delay, I don't think the Cubs win that World Series. I think Indians get it. And you see it all the time. I don't care what the sport is. Coaches will change because they desperately want that W. Uh, Comments coming in at Saturday Huge on Twitter. Michael uh, Heritage is listening in, I think, Lena, Illinois. I think the 49ers are underrated this year. will be interesting to see. We also had a comment from Mauricio Mendez, who's listening out in Arizona. I enjoy your sports analysis and ideas on how to improve the game. Tonight you made a reference to recently watching Atletico Madrid versus Real Madrid and what a huge scoring game it was. They haven't played since February 9th. And the next encounter is in September. What were you watching? Well, guess what? Ben Horowitz, our producer back at CBS Sports Radio New York City, chimed in on the Twitter feed and let Mauricio Mendez know out in Arizona that they played in an exhibition in the International Champions Cup at MetLife Stadium in Jersey on Friday night. Mauricio said, what was the score? And Ben said, 7-3 Atletico. There you go. And he goes, that's impressive. I wonder if Ronaldo played. Yeah, I wasn't going to keep going back and forth. (laughs) No, well, hold on. (laughs) Ronaldo does it. He plays for Juventus now. Yeah, I know. See, so that guy didn't know. So we called him out. And I don't want to, I'm not going to embarrass Mauricio, but I knew that Ronaldo's with Juventus now. In the Italian league. I knew it too, but I if I kept going back and forth, he was going to ask who scored and what. No, if you, if you called him out on Ronaldo, then he probably swears at you in Spanish on the Twitter feed. It's a fair point. 
and then he wouldn't have known what to do when I clapped back in Spanish. Well, that's why you would have, yeah, oh, and then you, oh you're going to call me that? Oh, <laughs> you would have just, that guy would have said, you know what, I am, I am removing the Twitter feed right now from my mobile device. <laughs> that is, is, is Horowitz a lawyer? What's he doing producing the huge show? What's he? No, Your Honor. Ronaldo doesn't play for Real Madrid. He's in Italy. You're out of order. You're out of order, Mauricio. This whole Twitter feed's out of order. <laughs> it is pretty cool to see the crowds they draw for that International Champions Cup. It's amazing. I think they're doing it at the big house in Ann Arbor, and they're saying that Barcelona, Messi, they're going to play their full their full lineup. So Messi will play. I think I saw Michigan football tweet that out. Uh, if you want to join in, final segment together, 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. I think Mauricio Mendez from Arizona set a record. Uh, he kind of owned the Twitter feed here at the end, but that's cool. He asked a question, and, man, I watch, you know, Horowitz. That's what great producers do in this business. He comes right in, and he answers the question. Let's go to Jason in Alabama here on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hey, how you doing? Doing good, Jason. How's life in Alabama? Oh, it's hot. Welcome to the, I think every place is hot in America, in the world right now, it seems. How you doing? What's hey. on your mind? Uh, I got overrated, underrated for you. Yeah, oh, uh, most overrated. overrated team in the NFL right now. I think I'm going to have to go Cowboys like a few other people. Uh, Jason Garrett, all he does is chew gum and clap. Uh, I don't think Prescott's a great quarterback. And they're just a few injuries away from their lack of depth popping up on them. Uh, I have to give a, a secondary one on there. I think the Bears are a little overrated. I think uh, teams in the offseason prepare for the upper echelon of teams, other teams. And I think uh, Bears have put themselves in there, so we'll see how they handle that. I don't think Trubisky's a great quarterback, and Vic Fangio leaving is going to matter. Underrated, I think. I got the Vikings in the Super Bowl, so I think the Vikings are there. Uh, An interesting team, I think, is the Raiders. It could all come together, and they could find themselves competing in the division, or it could be a mess there. That's that's an interesting one to me. Yeah, you know, and you don't know with the Chiefs and the Raiders and the way they've upgraded and uh, Brown now with Carr is that could the Raiders be that surprise team? Could they get to the playoffs? I mean, they have a solid staff led by Gruden, Mayox in the front office, but you have the Chargers and Chiefs right there in that division with you. I think the Chiefs take a slide back. I think the Chargers are the cream of the crop in the division. I think it's the Raiders either, either this year or next year. I think Gruden's a great coach, but how he he's a character, though. Him and Brown, Vontez Perfect, and all these guys, like I said, it could come together. If everything's going good, it, it could be really good. But if it's going bad, and they got a brutal schedule. So it could turn into a headache. That's an interesting one to watch for me. Well, thank you for the call from Alabama where they're getting set for what should be a great football season. I don't know, Alabama-Clemson, anybody going to beat them all year long until they play each other in the college football 
uh, playoff. I really appreciate the interaction uh, from you, the audience, on air tonight uh, at Saturday Huge on Twitter. And also, uh, we had Zimmerman uh, earlier get everything going. Moriello. Is it Moriello? Did I say that right? You got it right. Yeah, more, I, I, I'm always thinking I'm a Jagger's name. And then uh, Horowitz and Graceffo are just the A-team for a reason. Solid show. You know, not a lot going on, but I'll tell you what, with training camps uh, starting up, uh, it's so good to talk football. Can't wait. And, you know, we're all over the NFL, all over college football. And good job, too. And, and just a full, complete show. Pete McCarthy, uh, talking baseball. Fantastic. 24-7. Uh, drop your huge opinions, your questions. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. And like us on Facebook. Search Saturday Night Huge Show.